Hello all and welcome to Hashtag Obsessed, episode 5, footballing podcast. We are reviewing all the weekend's Premier League action, talking, going over all the major headlines um, across Premier League football. Um, so another another exciting weekend of uh, Premier League action. Um, unfortunately, coming to a halt now with the international break upcoming. Um, not many goals this weekend, but... We have a new Premier League leader at the top. Leicester City took top spot on the weekend. Um, and it seems that no team um, has taken a grip hold of uh, the league at the moment. It's closely followed by Spurs in second place. Um, Zach, would you, sp- would you say um, the league is open for any team to stamp the authority on at the moment? It seems... Um, well, yeah, we've been saying that since the beginning of the season. Obviously, the past couple of years, we've seen two teams run away with it quite early on. Um, Liverpool have been hamstrung by uh, missing their... Quite literally there. Quite yeah. literally hamstrung by missing their talisman at the back. Um, and Man City are just crap. Um, so, I think they've been reeled in... More so rather than everyone else improving, I think those two teams have been reeled in to join the rest of the pack. Um, And right now, you'd be a fool to make any sort of prediction about anything that's going to happen for the rest of this season. Um, There's a few teams this weekend that have, that last weekend we we kind of kicked, um, that have shocked us with surprise wins again. And likewise... (laughs) And likewise, <laughs> teams like Arsenal that you tried to get me to say positive things about last week that uh, have slipped down again. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so we'll 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 start with the league leaders then. Leicester City one 0 against Wolves. Obviously, a um, bit of a controversial penalty decision. Um, do we think they were worth their win? Worth the three points? Are they deserved top leaders at the moment, or is it just a case of everybody is dropping points, so they just happen to be at the top of the table? Um, well, yeah, of course you can't say to a team if they're up there, then they deserve it. Yeah. Simple as, to be honest. Um, again, I, I think with Wolves, I know Manif is a big fan. Had about seven players, seven Wolves players in the last <laughs> team of the week, but Four. with with Wolves, with Wolves, and I, I've said it, we've always been fans of them but the individual players they look interesting but I don't know as a team they really should be doing more I think yeah. even though obviously they were really good last season and they finished in Europa League spot sorry the season before and they were in Europa League last year but I don't know with the talent that they have I think they should be playing more attractive football Leicester done the job got it over and done with obviously Liverpool were against City um we drew is a good point. Maybe if we won that, we would have gone top. But no, of course. I think Wolves, they... Wolves are missing Moutinho in the middle of the park. I mean, I don't watch too much of Wolves, but I'm not quite sure why why he wasn't playing in a game like this. That's the thing. So he Moutinho played against Leeds and next to Dendonka. Dendonka's been the one who started every game for them. I think so. Moutinho, to be Moutinho honest, played against Leeds and then Ruben Neves came in after that, and Ruben Neves stayed. Now Moutinho hasn't been there. Can we can we agree that some of Nuno's um, selection team selections are slightly questionable? He d- he doesn't seem to know yeah. who his strongest eleven are. He chops and changes his players every week. Hmm. 
Um, Perhaps it's just a case of when they had the Europa League last season, they had more than enough games to, to spread up the squad. Um, whereas this season, they've only got one competition really to focus on and he's just trying to fit everyone in and keep everybody happy. Don't know if that's... Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's like for me, I think, yeah. I think with Wolves last season, they won a lot of games 1-0. You very rarely see Wolves score three or four goals. So there's only so long you can go on winning games 1-0 before it starts to catch up on you. And like Yusuf mentioned, mm. they don't, they've got some really talented players and they play a very conservative style of football, a bit like Mourinho, I guess, and it could be the Portuguese kind of... Um... I mean, to a lower level than, than Mourinho, obviously. Yeah, he, 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 he never seems to sway away from his 3-4-3 um, three, four, three formation. You know, he doesn't try anything different. He doesn't... It's it's a, and... Personnel, I'd say. I think mean, the system you won't change from it, which is which makes sense because you know they've been been doing well with that. Uh, it's just a personnel change, and I think a couple of new transfers coming in and uh, new individuals coming out of the system. Mm. I think he's just trying to find kind of the best best approach. It's true, but as we said, the select as Tiff said as well, the selections are quite strange because Roman mm. Sice, for example, use. You were talking just before we got cut off. Yeah, um, Sice, for example, as you were saying, Tiff, about yes. selections, Roman Sice, he's been, well, okay, he hasn't played outstanding, but he's been fine. He's been completely fine. Yeah, obviously, Listen, he's for pl- a... plenty of points on fantasy as he's well. A talented, <laughs> he's a talented player, Sice, I'll tell you that. He's very he is, good. And yeah. he was out of the team, yeah. um, so I, I'm not too sure. The signing they had as well, Marcel, yeah. he was playing for Lyon in the Champions League last season. He was quite a good player. Adama Traore, listen, I'm a huge fan of Adama. I know some people don't see the hype about him, but what he can do to a team if he is played right, come on, man. He's not being played right, though, is he? He's not. And the, the qualities that the guy has, how can anyone deny it? I think he's I was going to say, they've lost, they've lost key players as well that were the, the key cogs in, in their engine. Like, obviously, Yotta up top. Um, and the massive, yeah. massive player of Matt Doherty. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, even, so even last it. season... Um, Nuno would constantly take Yota out of the team. He, would, he, he wouldn't would, even yeah. play yeah. him. Really. Do you know what I mean? So I think... Um, oh, him is his stalwart up top. He never... It's, yeah, the wingers just kind of chop and change. Those are players, players seasons, that have so. been there since they were in the championship. So they've, they've yeah. been with them on that journey. And for all of a sudden to lose mm. big players like that, it, it takes... Big Willy Bolly will always be there as well. Yeah, exactly. We all love... <laughs> there is an adjustment period. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Adama, but I think he has to be starting for Wolves. He's good. He should be playing in that team, yeah. without he doubt. Is, yeah, yeah. I think the team has to play a certain way, don't you think, for him to fit in as well, to get the best out of him? Yeah, it, it does. And you know what? Um, Manip was talking about systems as well. And it's true, he always obviously plays five at the back. But last season, especially against Man City, I think twice, he ended up playing the five at the back, but then two up front. Yeah. with a very narrow midfield. Now he's playing two in midfield and the wingers are always there. The two up front, yeah. when Adama was there, and literally Jimenez as if like a little number 10 just behind, they won so many big games. I think they beat Spurs, they beat Man City. They were very good uh-huh. against us as well. I think they won, won so many games when the two was there. Adama just had a role, not defensively, because I think As mentioned it as well, that a lot of the time when he's been playing now, it's where Semedo's playing. So, yeah. That is true. They get in each other's way sometimes, to be honest. Yeah, you see them on the pitch. Yeah. Um, 
following on from that game, or just before that game, actually, Tottenham Hotspur had a very, very, very late, left it late to beat lowly West Brom. Um, not their greatest performance. Textbook um, Jose. Absolutely, think. textbook Jose. <laughs> is that a, is that a game where last season you would you you would have drawn or lost? Quite simply. Um, well, we've never we haven't won. I think under Pochettino, we never won at the Hawthorns um, oh, when we played West oh, Brom. Oh, um, before we come to Tottenham, can I just say West Brom? I think I did mention the WhatsApp group. <laughs> what a waste of space football clubs West Bromish Albion are. They offer absolutely nothing. Um, their stadium, I mean, obviously now we're in, we're in lockdown, but before that, I've never seen them with a full stadium. <laughs> There cannot be anybody who doesn't live outside of West Bromwich that supports that football club. Uh, the term Is there West... any West Brom fans out there, people Is outside there... the Midlands area? Man up, stand up, man up. <laughs> <laughs> Have they ever produced a footballer that's gone that's on to achieve anything in football? The term West Brom legend has never been uttered in the sentence ever before. But... Oh, Robson Carnu. <laughs> I can't, like, there's a lot of talk now about, obviously, with lockdown and the financial constraints, uh, putting a lot of uh, clubs in the lower leagues at risk of, of oblivion, essentially, um, which is quite sad. But West Brom are one of those clubs which I would be more than happy to see <laughs> completely fold because they offer nothing other than stinking out the Premier League whenever they come. They've never Listen, finished no. higher than 15th or 16th. Um, and I was... More than delighted to see Harry Kane finally put them to bed, um, no matter how late in the game it came. You know what? I, I've been talking about the stadium. I went to the Hawthorns last season. Watched... Oh, I bounced. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, experience. I watched West Brom Leeds, and you know what? I was among the West Brom fans and stuff. And yeah, they're, they're, they're an they're, interesting they're bunch. They're a great bunch. Interesting <laughs> bunch, to say the least, Zach. But, um, generic there, Lego Stadium. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, I completely agree. And I think I said it as well when added to that Fulham got promoted. Why do we have to go to Craven Cottage and the Hawthorns? Why do we have to have two away games there? I don't mind Craven Cottage. I don't mind Craven Cottage as much as no. That's the stupid. That stupid camera. That stupid camera angle. It's, it's a tight ground. Know, it's Craven but... Cottage, very tight. <laughs> I've heard. I've, I've heard it's a really nice stadium. I've, as been, well, I've been there as well. I've been there as well. I bet you have. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. I watched Villa. I, Villa. How many times have you been to Old Trafford? <laughs> I don't, don't know. To be honest, it's lost count of you. <laughs> Great question. Um, <laughs> Man City Liverpool was the big Sunday after Sunday evening um, clash. Um, opportunity missed for Man City. Would we say with that missed penalty for De Bruyne? Um, uh, sorry, go on, man. No, I, I don't know. It was, it was a game of two halves. Yeah. Um, first half was was incredible. Uh, okay, what do you what do you uh, think about um the way Klopp set out in that game? How what, what were your thoughts about that? Do you in any question marks over going with one less midfielder, an extra, an attacker? Uh, not at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. It came out of nowhere, and uh, did it work know, though? I, I think honestly, you know what? The game um, we did. I think we mentioned on the pod last week that we knew Firmino would start. Mm. Um, I did think we'll play three in the middle. However, missing Fabinho and missing Thiago, I don't know if he wants Thiago. To... <laughs> yeah, missing Thiago. Oh, sorry, have you... I mean, 
Oh, I forgot he even played for you. Uh, I know, <laughs> I, I have as well. What's he played, like 40, 45 minutes, yeah? Uh, about 45, yeah. No, actually, he played one whole game and a 45 minutes as well, yeah. All right, okay. And, and he's still put in better performance than any of your midfielders, but never mind. Anyway. Uh, not Fred, uh, but carry on. Not Fred. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll talk about Fred in a bit. Um, yeah, so anyway, as I was saying, because he was missing, if Thiago or Fabinho were fit, I think he would have played the three. Um, but Jota is in such good form, he obviously had to play him. However, one thing that happened and we saw after the first 30 minutes where I thought we were electric, we were brilliant that first 30 minutes, we should have put it to bed then. Um, Jota, his his average position for the whole match was really deep, which was, it, it wasn't as if it was even Firmino behind Salah. So there's more support for the midfield. It was literally like Wijnaldum and Hendo were just the two and then it was four strikers. It was quite crazy to us because I think personally, if Firmino dropped a bit deeper, then Jota and Mane wouldn't have to drop as deep as they did. And it was like a four-two-four rather than like a yeah. four-two-three-one, maybe. Exactly. Does that work? Do you think the the four? You know what? I genuinely think we went out to try and beat them nice and early. We tried to put mm-hmm. them to bed, and then he would have changed the formation. I genuinely think that's how we approach the game because the first five minutes. We had a couple of chances. We were looking electric. Even after the pen, we carried on a bit. But if you saw after the pen, Firmino was dropping a bit deeper. But then when Man City equalised, then we went back to how it was. I I think he saw an opportunity where, you know what, we don't have to fear Man City as much as maybe you have to before. Um, And we wanted to go for it. Um, But talking about, I know Tifty always likes to say that Trent Alexander-Arnold is a crossing merchant Kevin De Bruyne I've never seen a guy cross from a penalty why is he crossing that ball (laughs) (laughs) he absolutely screwed it by crossing it it's like he saw Aguero running in mate shocking that was yeah it was poor from him do you know I mean that's a massive opportunity that that was three points right there it would have generally it would have been really hard for us to get anything from him you can you can you can forgive it when a keeper says you can't put the ball yeah agreed he genuinely crossed it his technique was like he was crossing it you wanted you wanted an assist from his pen (laughs) didn't want to score He tried to hit the post, didn't he? He's a stat pad midfielder, that's why, mate. And the guy we will go on to later is nothing like a stat pad midfielder. He was playing in the Villa Arsenal game. We'll oh, talk about him in a bit. We'll talk about him in a bit. Do you think that's the no. title gone for Man City then? Because I think last week no. we mentioned it's a must-win game for them. They're... No, I no, think no. Too... the fixtures are fine. The, the, the fixtures are fine over the next mm. I don't know how many weeks. So I think they're starting to come back into play. I, I think. Um, go on. Go on. No, you got me. Sorry. No, I was just going to say. I was just going to build on one of the things that Issa said in terms of the way we set up and Sky were, were referring to a lot was uh, the front two, um, Salah Firmino. The, the the whole objective when when City's defense had the ball was just to block out transition into midfield. So yeah. So they just stayed central, and I think that. Yeah, yeah, it was four up front, but it was controlled. We weren't so exactly, and we weren't exactly pressing. The no. two defenders, which was uh, it was it was different, but uh, yeah, okay. I think from 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 a neutral perspective, because I'm a very neutral Absolutely, fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think we Liverpool. I, I, I think they did okay. I can see why Klopp did what he did, um, but I think Liverpool are better with three in the middle, um, and oh, I think in that game, I feel like 
had they gone with three in the middle, Firmino were friends and kept Jota on the bench. And then brought him if they on. brought if they brought on Jota for the last thirty yes. minutes, I think they could have got, they could have won that yeah. match. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I can see why Klopp did, and it was brave of him to try it. Um, so you can't really knock him for it. But I think Man City were there for the, as much. I, I thought Liverpool were there for the taking, but I think Man City were there equally for the taking. Yeah, it's true. Um, and Jota isn't exactly. He doesn't come across as the type of player that would be like, no, I need to start. I'm going to be guided if I don't start. I think he knows. <laughs> He's gone to a big club, so he he'll understand that. But yeah. I, I yep, that is fine. Um, the late game on Sunday then. A supreme. I know you lads want to talk about this game a lot on the individual. Considering they was it last week they lost to Leeds three three nil was it Aston Villa? They lost the Southampton. Week, Southampton last oh, week. Oh yeah. Mm. I don't know how much you can read into it. Um, Arsenal were very very poor, um, but another terrific showing by Aston Villa. You you know hats off to them. I'll tell you what, we mentioned the players a lot for Aston Villa. What about their manager? He deserves a lot of yeah. credit. No, he, he, he does. And he it's, does. Just, it's, easy, it's easy to look past what he's done yeah. because his name, his name isn't Marcelo Bielsa. What or, is his name? Do people know his name? Dean Henderson. No, he's done a great job. And I think he... I think, I think for for Aston Villa, I think they've always had some. Well, last season they had some good players, but the signing of Ross Barkley has seemed to have just brought the midfield together. Um, I, I've said before, I'm a big fan of Douglas Luiz at DM. Mm. Um, John, John McKinn gets McGinn himself about well. a bit. <laughs> he's you know he doesn't stop running. He's just an absolute animal. Yeah. Um, and then Ross Barkley, he's got quality, and I think he's at a club where there's not a lot of um, pressure for him to perform. He can just sort of get on with it without sort of people talking about him and um, yeah. whatever. But I mean, ultimately, there's a man, Grealish, who's oh. just dripping. And <laughs> peering just, over that's all Grealish. I can say. He's, he's, um, and I think, I think what's the, reason, the only reason why he's doing better this season, from, in my opinion, is because he's got better players around yeah. him. He, like I said, just because they, they got Barkley there now, and then obviously Charlie Watkins. Charlie Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlie Watkins. He's made a big difference, definitely. Charlie yeah. Watkins. No, Dean Henderson so, on the side. So it's allowed him to act, have quite. What, one thing last season, he'd hold on to the ball a lot because the players around him weren't good enough. John McGinn was out for a long period of last season yeah. as well. So he genuinely had a lot of just crap players yeah, to play with. Um, so naturally, when you've got better players with, uh, playing with you, um, it, it brings out the best in you and I think Grealish is just for me he's in the top three or five players in the Premier League that's how high Genuinely, you honestly and I, I will not disagree at all there mm. and when it comes to playmakers is he the, I don't know it's a question is he the best in the league and the, the thing is yeah and I know some people they do question when you come out with a statement like that talking about how good he is the guy even last season the reason Villa got points was just down to him. There's so many, and it's not like he he started this season incredibly, but after lockdown he was very good as well. And he was, he is quite inconsistent. Maybe the beginning of last season, but the guy, he's a fabulous. Player. The only the only the only question mark over him is probably if he was at a big club. Generally, a player like him would be expected to play through the middle, whether that's or sort of the left of the three or number ten or whatever it might be. Probably number ten, um, because on, on 
he's not he's not really that type of well, we lost you a bit there, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just saying, um at a big club, I think he um that's the only question mark that hangs over him. I think he'd more than deal with playing as a number ten. Um but Ast- Aston Villa playing on the left, it does allow him space and time. Um, yeah. cutting in from the left which allows him to display his array of skill and, and passing um, but, I'd love to see him yeah. at a big club and I think it's only a matter of time until he is at a big club but that, that's the thing personally I don't think he should go to a big well, club I think I he deserves think he credit leave. for you know actually staying with Villa and you know renewing yeah. his contract well, he's and... Villa through and through isn't he and, you know... but that's amazing no, I, but I think if I... I think that's missing these days I right? think he would have left this summer I think the only reason he stayed was because he was some of the big clubs looked to him and thought, "Yeah, he's good." I know United were definitely looking at him, but I think he was. Did anybody really go in for him though? In I the think summer? Villa were quoting eighty million pounds, and I can see why clubs were reluctant to pay that. I'd pay one twenty for him, mate. No, I, no, I, I would, no, I would, but I think in the summer, I can see why clubs would have been reluctant to pay that much for Jack Grealish. Coming yeah. next summer, he's going to be easily worth eighty million. No, but that's the thing. I think the time's gone now. I, I think genuinely, if he was going to leave, I thought it would be last season. I can't. I don't. I, I, I don't think he'll leave this summer. Coming, I think it may yeah. be another one or two years but given that he signed a new deal the owners seem to have a bit of money as well um, I can I can see him being there for a while um, but it wouldn't surprise me if a big left me not if he did move if, if Villa sign better players and keep improving season to season <laughs> and start building a better squad around him so that they are challenging for Europe or, or you know some of the trophies then I don't think he's got any reason to leave um, obviously as a Man United fan you're going to say he's going to leave because you love Hoovering up the best English talent from the <laughs> lower down in the league or higher up in the league. I, I wish say. that was the case. <laughs> it's not the case anymore, I'm afraid. Uh, other teams get that English talent before we do. That used to be the case when Fergie was around, but it's not anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's difficult to say where can it's difficult to say where, where can they prove that now. Um we have to see it throughout yeah. the season. Uh, to, to be fair, yeah, but like Look, Konza started really well, I think. I was a big yeah. fan. Matty Cash looks a nice little player. I think yeah, he, quality. some people were saying he's a bit, yeah, in the game against Southampton and everything. But where can they, they can improve they can here improve. and there. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Douglas Ruiz is a good player. John McGinn are a good player. But it's about having, Trezeguet yeah. isn't amazing. It's about having a squad yeah. as well. Can you realistically say they're going to challenge for Europe? I think that's a bit... It's a bit in this season. Less, less the this possibility year, though, yeah. this year mm. and how it's playing, you never know. It's very early to say. It's very early. No, no, of course, yeah. yeah. You can't write off any team. Exactly. And I know As is a big fan of him, but we're talking about improvements generally, Ross Barkley. I think if they want to actually get to the big <laughs> I'm I'm not a He's had a lot of chances, hasn't he, Ross Barkley? I think this signing for him has been a revelation, well, for Villa and also for his career as well, because he was very close to going down the drain. Um, The perfect club for him to reinvigorate his career. Possibly, don't know, might be looking at an England call-up again before the end of the season if if he continues Mm -hmm. in this vein of form. And I think it's the type of signing that players like Jesse Lingard, Deli Ali, higher up the league, who are just sitting on on the bench at, at, at the top six clubs, um, possibly need to look at what Ross Barkley's done and, and maybe follow down the same path. It's true. Yeah. And this stat man ass told us about Jesse Lingard's pressing as well. So I'm sure you'll be, be really good at one. 
Um, one yeah, it's, it's still still early days, yeah, in terms of Ross Barkley. He hasn't, you know, set the world alight, uh, but he's been solid so so far, certainly at Villa. Um, um, oh, sorry, we just about to... I was oh. just going to just going to come on to that now. <laughs> How Arsenal fans absolutely um, hammering Arteta for that performance from from the reaction I've seen on the internet and everywhere. How bad are Arsenal? I mean. Uh, that is awful. What happened to Party, by the way? Did he get injured? He got, he got injured, yeah. Time, yeah. Oh, what I will yeah. say is, you know, last week, um, he, um, when when Arsenal played against United, he, he set out, def- like, yeah, he started, they start, Arsenal started the game well with the oppressing United from the front, but he, I think they won that game more because of how bad United were rather than how good Arsenal were. Yeah. Um, mm. And especially the second half, I mean, I, I, United, Arsenal were, were weren't good at, great at all, um, and then um, obviously they won the penalty from <laughs> poor defending by us. Um, but they they were they were poor last week, um, and they were poor again this weekend. And they they need to play Obama Yank up through the middle, shoving him out on the right wing is just baffling. Lackers, Lack, it's just yeah. absolutely yeah. baffling. I don't. They need to put Obama Young in the middle, play. Um, William and play um the Williams shocking as well. And Pepe shocking. I think the whole front three had a very, very poor game against Villa. Um, they just listen, they just need to get Obama Young up through the middle or whatever they do. I they agree, I agree. That's him in the middle. position. He's the best goal scorer. It's I don't true. know. It's true. And you know what? He he's changed to a what this he, he's doing four at the back, right? Th- no, three at the back he's doing, isn't he? I'm three, sure four, three, can... or I don't know what is he doing. No, whatever he's is, doing, it, he's very defensive. Though Arsenal have very become a very defensive team. It That's is not in their DNA the at all. I don't know what they're doing. Well, I think he's, he's coming, and the one thing that everyone's been saying about Arsenal for the past fifteen years is they've, mm. they've got no defensive solidity. So he he has to an extent. I mean, this game is an anomaly, but he has to an extent sorted that out. Um, but it's at the expense of any they, attacking. They out can't whatsoever. score anymore. Yeah, they've only got nine goals in eight games, which. Is, is a poor return, especially in a season where everyone else is, yeah. is scoring heavily. Him. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't feel like an Arteta system as well. Yeah, I mean, I, the thing with Arsenal is, you know, they used to have players all over the pitch that you would fear um, week in, week out. But now, when I look at them, they, I would argue, it's they've been got years and years. Since they've then. got a worse squad than Leicester, I would say. Um, they've got a lot <laughs> of average players. All these. Youngsters that have come oh, through, your Maitland Nileses and your Joe Willocks and your even Saka. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> who, Niles, who on yeah. earth are these the players? Guy... No, no, Saka. Mm. Yeah, there's been as I think As was mentioned. I think he's much better as a left back or as a wing back. Something I think further up the field, he's not that good. But Maitland Niles, yeah. Oh wow, he he walked up to a penalty and scored an amazing penalty, and he thinks he's incredible. The guy is. Why is he in the England squad? Is he in this one now? Is again? I think so, yeah. Why? The guy does nothing. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, They've got Maitland Niles. Their centre backs are nothing to be excited about. Their keeper is worse than the keeper they sold to Villa. Um, oh, Martinez. They've got they're just players that. I mean, they've sold Iwobi, who's probably one of their better players now. <laughs> What's left behind? I think they've gone backwards massively. No, I would say 100%. I mean, Gabriel, Tierney. Obviously, you've got Bellerin's been all right. Bellerin's dry. Not that because it's all about Bellerin's dry. He comes up against a good player 
I know he came up against incredible Greedish, like so fair play to the guy. But still, I, honestly, Bellerin, he hasn't been good for a while, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it just feels like they're missing that bit of creativity. That's all, and that's why they're. they're and they've got Mesut Ozil really playing Fortnite at home. Exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a different question. But even you know, like, everyone oh. thinks back to that invincible side, but beyond that, they always have had players like Sami Nasri. Um, you know, players that, that still get you off mm, the edge. Yeah, creativity. Of Alexis Sanchez, Sanchez. You know, players Percy. that yeah. they don't have anything at all now. I mean, they've got Pepe, who, I mean, let's be honest, has possibly <laughs> been the worst signing in Premier League history for the amount of money that they spent. No, he's not. <laughs> who else? Who <laughs> else can compete with it? I, I, he I, was my captain on fantasy last year. He Virgil van Dijk last season. He has got that on his wall. Oh, Zach, so you've seen Nicolas Pepe, the worst ever signing in Premier League history. Well, name me someone else. I mean, for value for wow. money. Wow, I can name loads. But yeah. for value for money, I, I genuinely, I can't think of anyone that costs <laughs> 70 million. Andy yeah. Carroll. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> what, 35 oh. mil? Nothing no, but in, no, but I don't care. No, but, no, but and 30, 35 million back then was what? It was you. Okay, one be. sec, one sec. I don't think he is, but I'm sure Ass will think he is. Labiel Pogba, 75 million or 82 mil. Ooh, no, 18, 80, 89 million. <laughs> 89 million. We got robbed. Listen, he's won a few trophies. Listen, Nicola Pepe is one of few. No, to be, to be fair to Pogba, he's been at United for five years. He's had about six good games. So, which is six you know, more than Pepe? No, exactly. I'm sorry. No, my fantasy last year, Nicola Pepe, captain. He got me points for that you one remember, game. You remember, <laughs> captain over there, Alison Wonderland. He's only gone and done it, and Nicola Pepe done the business, mate. Listen, the guy's got a good little Iron Robin turns inside. No, he doesn't. <laughs> the thing is, these other players, Andy Carroll, Pogba, whoever, they've all had before they were signed for big money. They'd shown that they were you know they had put in some good performances to warrant that possibly that kind of no, money no, Pepe was good in France I know no, it was just France. genuinely I'd never even heard of him before he came to yeah, the Premier League but, no, who I is had, this that they spent I had like his work, Clinton but... and G he reminds me of Clinton and G he's probably the same level as him <laughs> but the thing no, is Zach, I think it'd just be Zach's been all harsh because he's an Arsenal player he's not he's He's clearly got talent. He definitely well, got I talent. I don't know. Just... Uh, the thing is, has there ever been a player where a club has had to do an investigation on why they signed him? No. That's, that <laughs> is shocking. They've literally done an investigation. Why no, have I, we I, spent I, money on this guy? I think the thing with Pepe is that he just he just seems absolutely brainless. <laughs> if you just look at him, if you just look at his face, if you just stand still and just look at his face, he literally looks like he's in Gaga land. <laughs> Yeah, he does show moments. He's in Alison that, That's if what I mean. You know, I, I, I do think he's got talent, but I think he's more brain dead than even Pogba. I don't basically. think that's, we can give him... Um, and then after that, he's on I, I don't think we can cast full judgment on him because Arsenal are that bad since he's been there. They, yeah. they, they've been absolutely woeful. I can imagine him doing well under a manager like Klopp. Yeah, it's true. What about Oli? Pace, power, <laughs> penetration. <laughs> Oli, is that the word? Um... um with the reintroduction of uh, Hakim Ziyech, Chelsea looked wow. on song mm. on the weekend against a uh, quite poor Sheffield United side. What do we say? What do we have to say about him and the the new dynamic he's brought to Chelsea's um, attacking line? Well, I called it before the start of the season, uh, signing of the season, oh, and who you call his title? <laughs> <laughs> listen, no, listen. 
There's no point doing that because no one's going to get all the predictions right, are they? But I, before the season started, hey, this season, on Martin, 10 on paper... No, yeah, we're talking about Ziyech at the I, moment, so yeah, that's Yeah, fair. I, I said Ziyech was signing of the season. I know he's only played two or three games, but it, what he's shown already is absolutely mm. outstanding. I think Top when scorer, I think Martial. when I think of the word baller, Hakim Ziyech <laughs> is the player yeah, I imagine yeah, when I think yeah. of the word baller. He's got yeah, a wand of a left foot. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He, really he does. does. I'll tell you what. He's he creep. He slicing Sheffield apart. Yeah, I think plenty of goal scoring opportunities for them now. Compilation videos from Ajax when he was destroying Real Madrid with those long balls across oh, the pitch. Oh yeah, he just he brought that straight to Stamford Bridge with him, and, and you know they look. We've not had much positive things to say about Chelsea so far, but since he's been playing, I think he's... And you know what? We we haven't said many positive things about Lampard as well, but I'm happy he is playing him. But I I generally had a bad feeling that maybe he'd just start Mount again or something and drop, like, play Mount where Ziyech was or something like that. I don't know. But he has generally played. What about about where he started, what he's doing with Kante now? He's he's playing him where he needs to play. Exactly, exactly. The guy's fantastic, man. That, that's what's changed in some ways as well it has yeah no yeah. I think I think Thiago Silva's had a massive impact so now mm. he's fully fit and he's um, and he's playing every week he they is. look a lot more solid and Mendy's I know he's very Mendy's calm, a solid keeper yeah mm. so we haven't been very com- like we said we haven't been very complimentary about Chelsea but they are a team that I don't see it happening but if they they, they are capable of um, putting sort of a run of 10 wins together and any team that does that this season will be in with a shot of winning the title yeah yeah, yeah. I th- I th- yeah it's true right. with with Mendy as well it's very interesting because a lot of keepers like over Benjamin the years Benjamin <laughs> a lot of the keepers over over the years it's like uh, if you see a keeper who's a bit of a nut you think yeah all keepers are a bit like that the guy literally seems so calm so relaxed, mm. and it's not as if he's amazing on the ball. I haven't seen him on the ball. I don't think no. he's that good, but it's just such a calm. He's been absolutely solid, there. yeah. Honestly, man. So yeah. And I suppose the big plus point is, out of all the signings that Chelsea have made, apart from maybe Havertz, all of them are, well, they're kicking on now and performing yeah. exactly probably where they wanted them to be, yeah. isn't it? Is yeah. it Chilwell, Werner and ZX, Sorry, I was going to say just Werner was yeah in that game. Oof. <laughs> It just it's beautiful. Some of the balls as Yek was doing and how we got on top of it. Absolutely. Looking but, forward to seeing if he's in your team of the week, man. Listen, yeah, Ram, yeah, Ramsdale will definitely be in. Don't forget Tammy Abraham <laughs> got a start as well on the weekend, lad. <laughs> but, but I don't know where Habits fits in now. If you know through that system. That's a good question. Does he fit into this system? I think he could play in the middle. So with Kante, Habits, I know it was very attacking doing that, um, but they did it before he got injured in, in, in the last game. Yeah. Um, he played was it was it Mount Havertz and uh, uh, and um, yeah. uh, Kante, Kante yeah. as a three in the middle, yeah. um, but it's probably a bit too attacking there. I mean, they could go yeah. um, Kante, Kovacic, um, and um, I don't think Havertz. he's going to drop Mount very easily, to be honest. So. Yeah, Kovacic was good though as well. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he, he, had a good he improved game, the midfield yeah. definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Stupid. Do you, do you, do you, any of you actually think Sheffield United can get relegated? Yeah, yeah. I, I I worry for them after their yeah. season last. Like, they, yeah, they that's really normal though. Second season uh, syndrome, whatever you call it, this happens. Yeah. You know? mm. I call that as well. But they played so I, well, I though, didn't too. they? They did. 
Yeah. Can we just say Rhiannon Brewster? He didn't make a single successful pass in the whole game, and he played for like sixty plus yeah. minutes. I think. Yeah. I think that's another the, um, successful transfer out for Liverpool. That has to be thank said. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. They do outstanding with selling this garbage, don't they? Yeah. Um, I think with Sheffield United, I think they um, they're missing the fans in the stadium. They are, yeah. yeah. Even, after after the lockdown, when the resumption of last season, yeah. they were quite poor for that end of that, that end bit of the season. Um, I think if if they can get some fans back sooner rather than later, they might they might start to improve. But as things are, I think um, I think they're going to be in for a relegation battle for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into the um, Saturday lunchtime kickoff, massive amount of pressure on Manchester United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And surprise, surprise, he plucks up another decent performance, to be fair, and the result to go with it. Ass. I think he his his starting lineup spoke volumes. He put players in that he trusted that would perform for him. Um, with with Scott McTominay and Fred, and I, I'm a massive fan of Fred. Like, I'm sure you're all aware. Um, Bruno Fernandez was just absolutely phenomenal. He, the, I don't think fans from other clubs can appreciate just how good he is. He's absolutely just... His performance against Everton was one of the best performances I've seen from an attacking midfielder for a number of years. That's how good I thought he was. He was just sensational. Um, Defensive-wise, Maguire had his best game in a long time. Um, Lindelof was still um, just the typical... He got bullied um, by Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, and I mean the first goal came. He just lost the header in the build-up to the goal. Um, but Maguire was very good. Fred was just outstanding, um, as along with Bruno. Um, and I, I, the other thing I thought was Martial made a. He didn't score, but just having him back up front in the prem, um, it made a big difference because he allowed he give he gives space to other players just because just because of his ability. Um, he gets on the ball, he makes a few decent runs, skillful. Um, it allows Rashford space, although Rashford had a poor game. Um, Mata played well. He links it well with Bruno. They seem to have a common understanding. I think it was, just a, it was a good performance. Yeah. Um, and it just sums up United at the moment. They can go from playing absolutely shocking yeah. to putting a performance like that. They, no, definitely. It was nice to see Cavani get on the score sheet as well. Debut goal. Uh, do you think Rashford struggles when he starts games rather than when he comes off I, the bench? I don't think he struggles when he's necessarily. I, I don't, yeah, I don't. I know what you mean. I think he is good coming off the bench. But I wouldn't say he struggles from the start. I think he has games where um, he just seems to just keep giving the ball away, like he did against Everton. Um, and he, 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 for some reason, he's, he, he's trying to become like a playmaker. And he tries to do these clever passes rather than get the ball and run past yeah. players because he's got blistering pace, he's got skill. Um, but I don't know why he's tried to become this, uh, you know, like a Zidane or so. I don't know what he's trying to be. Um, so he needs to get back to basics. Get, what he needs to do is push the full back, make runs in behind the defence. Um, but he's always capable. I mean, he had a similar game. I remember against PSG when we played him a few weeks ago. He was poor in that game. He made some shocking decisions, but then he scored that that winner, which was um, which he's always capable of. Um, but he did have a poor game. He was probably the poorest player in in attack. Who Rashford? Um, 
Rashford, yeah, he was, he was, he was bad. I said, are you say, are you saying, are you one of those people who are saying that you should stick to football and stay away from? No, politics? no, absolutely, no, no, no. I just, I, I like Rashford, and he's got to start every game. I just think he needs to go back to basics of just mm. um, get, getting, getting the ball, a, a t- running and defenders, making runs in it's behind, him, yeah. rather than this. He gets the, he, see, he hugs the touchline, he gets the ball, he doesn't sprint with it, he tries to play a clever pass. And that's that's not him. I don't know. I, I can't. I I don't know why he's doing it. I, it's, it's strange because he's been doing it um, since the start of this season. Um, and I don't think it's from the manager. I think it's from him. Um, but he needs to cut it out and he needs to um, just get back to what he's good at. But it was a, it was a really good performance, encouraging performance. Um, and like I said, I just can't, I can't say enough, I can't sing enough praise about Bruno Fernandes. He's just. Yeah. He's just, we're so lucky to have him. And I think he'd get into any midfield in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Um, about Everton, though. <laughs> Honestly, there's certain teams who, when they miss a player, their whole performance disrupts. And Richarlison is that player for Everton. Yeah, I can't understand I, it. Richarlison? Yeah, I don't, I mean, the last few games he's played, he, especially the game against Liverpool, I thought he had a shocker, which ended in a red card. Which is why I, I agree to be honest. I don't think he's anything special at all. The, but it is the true. intensity, the intensity and tempo he brings to that team, it goes, it goes, it goes unnoticed. Oh my he god, is, the I, guy is. He, you know, he's a very, very good player. I know. I can see why people don't see it. Yeah, yeah of course. But you need to if you, if you, you need to watch a game against Everton against like Sheffield United, and you just watch the work that oh, he yeah. gets through. He's he doesn't good, stop good. running. He's he he is relentless. Mm. Um, and I think I think Hamez w- has his freedom because of Richarlison, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. What I will say, well, since Richarlison signed for Everton, they've never won a Premier League game without him. Which I mean, backs up your point. But... Exactly, and they're they're, they're playing Iwobi Iwobi instead of flipping Richarlison. Or well, the, the, I'll, I'll tell you what was strange again when United played against Everton when it, it was only two one at the time and Everton were chasing the goal. They didn't really look like scoring, mm. but. Um, they subbed off Hammers and brought on Iwobi. And I know Hammers has just come back from injury, but I mean, it's not as if he was out for a long time. He's out for a week or two. Yeah. Um, and it was, and I know Hammers didn't do much, but he was still spraying. A player with that quality, you've got to leave him on the pitch, isn't it? No, exactly. And they, they, brought, they brought on a target man in Cheng Tosin, but it would have made sense to sub off sort of like Decore maybe in the middle. And now Calvin honestly. And then just you, you, if you're going to bring on a player like Cheng Tosin that you want to get the, whip the balls into, spray balls into the box, you want Hammers doing that, not it will be. So that was strange. I don't know but why. As soon as he what's, what's your problem with Calvert-Lewin use? No, no, he, he's had a great start to the season, and even I think post lockdown and some part of last season, I remember I had him in my my fantasy, and he was doing well. He was doing well, and under Ancelotti, he has found that freedom and everything but I, I just feel he's a player that unless everything is going right for the team he won't perform I don't think he's the type of player that can drag his team through some strikers they come up with big goals and big moments for example Harry Kane scored against West Brom when the team weren't playing amazing he got the goal I don't see Calvert-Lewin as that type of player the type of player well, he has scored some big goals this season against you hasn't he when they're playing when they're playing good what I'm saying is that when they're it, that everything isn't there, for example, like Richarlison, if, if yeah, and the whole team isn't flowing properly, I don't think Calvert-Lewin is the type of player that will score a goal when 
it's a huge moment, you know. I, I don't know. Like, for example, um, we talked about Everton as well with their squad. <coughs> you said it all there. They brought on Iwobi and Cenk Tosin. That's the reason I think. Yeah. I yeah. No, think I think it's clearly be. evident they haven't got a squad. They got a great, decent first eleven, a strong first mm. eleven. Other than that, they're very, they're, they are that's, very thin. That's Sig- the reason why they're not. Sigurdsson. <laughs> Sigurdsson. Yeah. Sigurdsson. He's shocking. He's at number ten. <laughs> I, I didn't even know. I didn't even notice him on the pitch. <laughs> he is woeful, honestly. Mm. Um, I think that's the reason why they're not a top side because outside of you know the, the very top teams. You, you don't really find any strikers that will drag a team through through a, po- a poor performance or, or any players that will that mm-hmm. are good enough to lift the whole eleven on their own. Um, you know those types of players generally tend to sign for for the top sides. Yeah. It's true, but and and even though I know you guys are saying it's not really evident, genuinely, Richarlison. Every Everton game I've seen when he's playing, the guy is. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, we were linked with him like a year and a bit ago. Imagine him at Liverpool. I'm sorry, I, I really think he's a great player, man. I think he, I think he's exactly the type of player that that would do well at, in oh, Liverpool's front three because he's just relentless attacking. Mm. Fair enough. Interesting. Very interesting. Lose Cannon though. I don't think he's got the characteristics for Liverpool. That's no, I think of course, me, mate. Not, not in terms of it. football, not in terms of football personality and his behaviour. Yeah, good. We'll sort him out, really. No, but I think that. apart from that crunching tackle on Thiago, I don't see. Has he? Has he got any? He just doesn't smile. He, he always looks back. like he in the doesn't movie. smile. He's yeah, he's mean. He's the same as Anthony Marshall's another one. They just don't smile. Don't need to smile, mate. Anthony Martial players, he's yeah. got top goals. You're cold, mate. As long as you're cold, that's it. You do the business on the pitch. Ice cold. <laughs> short, <laughs> ice cold finish. Short sleeve, short sleeve Z- with gloves. Zero goals, one red that's card. Anthony no, but listen, Richarlison, uh, I read a bit about him as well. The, and he looks it. The guy's from Favelas, Favelas, mate. The guy's had a rough time oh, in life. Yeah, man. The guy, you can see it. He looks like he comes from... Yeah, most of Brazilians do, mate. It's all the same. So is Neymar. Now you've mentioned... No, he doesn't. Now, yeah. now you've mentioned the favelas to believe he's going to be a big fan. He's made the team of the week. He's made the team of the week. Sign him up. Yeah. Just um, summarising then for the weekend's action. Very quickly... Um, a drab nil-nil draw between Brighton and Burnley. Not much to say about that yeah, one, I suppose. Yeah, absolute fraud. Yeah. Um, uh, impressive from Southampton. Again, Raf Halsenhutl. Another strong win. Oh, without Danny Ings things. as well. They did Shea well Adams. there. He stepped up to the plate. Um, Newcastle. Absolutely. Newcastle, yeah. I, I, saw, um, I saw someone just on the forum I'm part of um, where they refer to Halsenhutl as the little villain. <laughs> I think that's a great, great... Um, <laughs> Uh, analogy, so if, he to be carry, honest, yeah. if he carries on, he might become the co-op of the cop. Like. Exactly. Um, West Ham, just average, and just you know, an oh, ordinary win against Fulham. That's that, all they that needed. Penalty though, that penalty. Oh, I don't, uh, that's, I'll tell you what, that's, yeah. that's shocking. I tell you what, that deserves. But you know what? I, I, everyone says it's shocking, and it is. But I was talking on another group, and someone related to Judas said, "Oh, he's got to have big balls to do something like that." And I agree, but only is it only if it comes off? No. Like the guy looked like I'm a sorry, in the ninety when in the stoppage tub, you do not try anything fancy. You you hit the back of the net. I'm sorry. If you are gonna play just an just put the ball Fulham dearly there. 
if you're going to do it, you need to make sure that you you give the keeper the eyes and you make sure he goes the wrong way. Like he didn't disguise it at all. That's I think he made it so obvious that Fabianski just yeah. Fabianski didn't commit. He thought he was Sergio Ramos. (laughs) Absolute drama though. We love it. Um, Just with West Ham, do we think that David Moyes is? I know he's he's been poor really for the past decade or so, but do you think he's found his new Everton, uh, a team that he can sort of push upwards towards that that group just behind the Champions League. Until Mark Noble comes back in, isn't it? (laughs) So come on, David. No, actually, yeah. I think COVID has had a big impact on him. I think he's um, (laughs) there's maybe a lot of brain cells that he never knew he had, and since then they've been performing well. No, to be fair, to be fair to Moyes, like to get. There's been so many managers over the last few years that have struggled to get that team to perform, mm. and and he's starting to show signs of performing. They've got because they've got they've got mm. some good players and they've had some good players for a number of years. Um, so I think he deserves huge I like credit. Lanzini, man, I hope he. I know he hasn't been starting, but I hope he can really. Uh, ben Rama, oh. good signing. Do bits, isn't it? They have honestly. You know what? As well, they signed Thomas Suche. Whatever his Suchek, name is, yeah. Suchek. 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 La- uh, last January he came in, he was really good. But they signed that right back. He looks like he's Kufal. Kufal. Yeah. But he's been fantastic. Mm. He's been solid he's as well. Cresswell is Cresswell is green as well. As well. Cresswell's gone into a three, and he's dead ball special. As well. well, they've they've come out of a terrible run of fixtures, and to be honest, like the only teams that they've done well, beat them are Arsenal and Liverpool. Um, they took points yeah. off everyone else, and now yeah. with easier fixtures, they might they might motor on up the table. Absolutely, possibly could finish above Arsenal. Mm. Of course, um, <clears throat> let's talk about Leeds United against Crystal Palace because we like talking about Leeds. Mm. Uh, after a performance like that. Is is that their naivety coming from the championship showing up defensively? I mean, they look like kids in a on a yeah. Sunday football. Some of the defending it was that bad. Look, you know what though? Um, I think and it, it, I think it happened with Villa last season, and we've mentioned it a couple of times. John McGinn was missing, and people didn't remember that. Calvin Phillips hasn't been playing for Leeds for a couple of weeks now. Mm. He's been missing for the last three, four weeks, and people were talking he about him. Tech, yeah, he, people were talking about him being the best player in the championship. Never mind just Leeds, and he's a vital, vital part. And the weird thing is, as well, if you see Bielsa's lineup, he's played three different players in that position since Phillips has been missing. So, I, I feel sorry for them slightly. I do think that they need to upgrade on some of their players as well, because if you look at their players individually. What other teams would most of their players get into? Hmm. I think the I think the thing with Leeds as well, the way they play and the players that they they play an expansive brand of football, beautiful football. Um, but with the players that they've got, they're always going to be susceptible, whatever the word is, hmm. um, to some defeats and big defeats. Um, but I think yeah, once they get Calvin, Calvin Phillips back, um, we'll probably. You know, get back to how they've been playing. I think I think they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll stay, they'll yeah. stay up. They'll stay um, up. But investors, I, I, no, absolutely, and and I think it, they should back the manager and um, fork up the 20, 25 million pound the United United demand. Have a damn <laughs> Give it more. Do we not think Bielsa should be a bit more pragmatic in these fixtures and maybe um, 
not ask his team to be a bit so gunko. I mean, he never has done throughout his career, though. No, he never has. <laughs> Wherever <laughs> he's been, it's the same. This is the Premier League now. He's never managed in the Premier League, has he? And Roy Odson uh, got a number on like, him. Mate. I just Roy saw that all, all the defenders just bombing forward. Mm. Um, listen, it's I'm, lovely to see. The funny but... thing is to concede four against Crystal Palace, who are uh, not great offensively at all. I mean, they, well, you know, no, but this is a one Eze, middle tour yeah. team, Eze Crystal Palace. Well, Leeds do have the worst defense in the league. Um, yeah. They've conceded the most goals. Um, the thing with them is, well, what Bielsa is notorious for is his team starting off really well, and then because of the high energy um, style of football that he plays, towards the end of the season they always die off. And I think last season, just because of lockdown, they had that break that enabled them to finish off the season strongly. But it'll be interesting to see come March, April time whether they're able to maintain um, these levels of energy. Absolutely. Uh, so that concludes another <coughs> weekend's round of action. Um, league leaders changing pretty much every week. So, yeah, unfortunately, an international break has come again to halt the action. You know, just when things absolutely... get moving, there's a bit of momentum. It just, bam, crash, it's stop. It's, it's disgraceful because the clubs have all, you know... The, the... The last international break, there were so many COVID cases that came out of it. Um, yeah. Right now, they just need to focus on what's important. And what's important now is getting the domestic leagues and the European leagues yeah. um, completed. Um, and there's no need for this international break. I don't I see mean, the need for it. it. Um, obviously, we've had um, you put in quite a few managers come out, obviously, in you know strong criticism for... The league, the scheduling, um, the number of substitutions. I'm pretty sure without these international breaks, repetitive international breaks, there would be a lot more room in the calendar to spread the fixtures out a bit more. Well, exactly. The thing is, over the summer, the Euros, which is a major tournament, got cancelled, rightly, I would say, um, because mm. of COVID. Mm. Um, and then now they're playing friendly games and the Nations League. Yeah. The Nations League. So if the Euros are cancelled, why are these fixtures going ahead? It's just ridiculous. Why is the Nations League going ahead? That is, like, if they, if they can cancel the Euros... They're trying they to cling on to international football. I mean, it's just... It's, it's silly. And England as well. And it's boring as well. It is boring. And it, the thing is, yeah, Jack Grealish, if he doesn't start for England in this run of international friendlies... If he was a right back, Sucks he was a right back. back. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He'd be starting along with the other four right backs. Oh, uh, but what, Foden was in the squad and Greenwood wasn't. Yeah. And I know I know Southgate uses the excuse of, oh, this player's been playing, but I'm sure we can bring up plenty of things where players aren't playing and they still get in. So on Mason Greenwood, he's having issues with his professionalism. So going back um, sort of around January, February time, actually, and I'd heard that he'd been warned by United because he'd been seen um, speeding around Manchester City Centre, um, which is so that was one of the first things that came out. Um, then, sort of even before a, before the thing that happened on England duty, there was a number of instances during the lockdown that he'd um, apparently broken COVID rules. Um, and more recently, obviously, what happened in Iceland with England, and I think. There's been a couple more things happening back at United. Um, I, it'd be a massive shame if he continues in the manner that he is. I think, to be fair to Oligan and he's handling it well. He pulled him out of their squad against Everton and he, he said he, Greenwood is ill, but he wasn't ill. Um, apparently on Friday, 
um, during training, he was lacklustre, apparently looked as if he hadn't had much sleep. And apparently during that training session, um, there was one incident where basically Bruno was meant, Bruno wanted him to make a run and he didn't make the run. Bruno ends up having a go at him. That was the tipping point where um, Sasha decided to take him out of the squad just because he's he's lacking application. And I think you need to be tough on on, on kids. And I know he's only sort of 18, 19, um, but it'd be a, you've seen it so many times with players, they've got so much talent. But this guy, honestly, genuinely now, look, I, I know he's a United player, but I'm not going to not say the truth just because he's a United player. The guy looked unbelievable, man. Some of the things, and he was literally the type of player that I thought every time he got the ball near and around the box, he, he was doing score. something. Every single no, and time. He's still, he's, it's not as if, I know this season he started a bit slow, but he's been in and out with the team. And he's all gen, generally been disciplinary because he was out with the team a couple of weeks ago as yeah. well. And um, he didn't travel to PSG and they asked Ollie why he wasn't there. And Ollie just gave a strange response saying, oh, I can't give you medical information. He never says that. He, whenever a player's injured, he'll say, like even with Telus when, when he had COVID, he came up with the fact that Telus got COVID, but for some reason he couldn't disclose what was wrong with Greenwood. So there's obviously something going on and Ollie's probably thinking, well, this is the time to be tough with him because um, he's going to realise or hopefully realise potentially what he could be given up if he doesn't fulfil his talent. Um, it'd be a shame because I think I think even Gary Lineker predicted that he'll go on to be England's all-time leading goal scorer. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa. And I think he's more than capable of doing that. No, Gary, that's Gary Lineker's words. He's put, he's put on Twitter. He said he said he believes Mason Greenwood's going to become England's all-time leading goal scorer. It's Harry Kane Spanish, that, isn't But yeah, I hope he um, I hope he gets a grip. Just talking about England... Um, there was um, the news this evening about Greg Clark, who's had to resign as chairman of the FA. And apparently, he was talking to the government about football, and, and, and I'm not sure what the topic of conversation was. Um, but he referred to um, players of black and multi ethnicity as coloured. Um, so that attracted a lot of criticism, understandably. Um, so he's had to resign. It's not um, surprising, though, is it? Involved <laughs> at the top of a. I was trying to keep it involved in, you know, at the top of an institution that's got well racism instilled in it. Essentially, white lives matter. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and he doesn't know. Obviously, he should really have his finger on the pulse of what's right and wrong to say. Um, but yeah, I'm just not going to make a difference to football. Really, that he's gone nope. with it. We don't yeah, care as football really fans, care. to be honest. Get on with this. Another bit of great breaking news. Craig, just breaking. I've never even heard of him. <laughs> Darren Can. Yeah. What do you on think about our... the um, the five subs thing? Asked if you did mention it earlier. Yeah. Well, I think they need to bring it in. Uh, I, a lot of people are saying Man City and Liverpool yeah. didn't use the five subs, but why well, should why? they when yeah. there's about to be this, when there's just been there's going to be an international break? It's not as if they need to save the players' legs <laughs> from their own teams. Players like Harry Kane and half of United, Liverpool's, whoever else's teams are going to be absolutely rinsed over the next couple of weeks. So you might as well it's just true. rinse and them I yourself. Think Andros Townsend was on Talk Sport or whatever. 
I bet he was. <laughs> and he was talking about, like, he's a Palace player. He said, oh, yeah, no, it's a disgrace. We shouldn't do this because the big teams, they want to bring on five world-class players and all this crap. He's just scared Eberichi Eze is getting his spot, mate. That's why. Andros Townsend. What? No, I'm so, I'm, I get their point. I'm inclined to agree, to be honest, because I, the other week in the... Yeah, because Spurs... Spurs listen, uh, no, one's uh, uh, no, in the other week in the Europa League, <laughs> Jose Mourinho brought on four players at half-time, which I felt... I mean, it was hilarious, but it also kind of <laughs> made a mockery of the game. And I I don't want to be seeing that in, in the Premier League. I mean, if, if you started with the wrong eleven. Um, then you've balls it up. You shouldn't have yeah, the chance yeah. to, to change no, part but of your team. I get. I, I. But with everything, with I, everything in the world that's happening, and so many things have changed, and everything, you could you, just this season. You should implement it. You just need to look at the. You just need to look at the injuries. It's unbelievable. Ultimately, there's, there's been big injuries for small clubs and exactly. the big clubs. And you're not, you're not. I mean, Luke Shaw now he's out for four to six weeks with a hamstring injury. Van Dijk is out for the season. Um, Thiago's out for probably the season <laughs> as well. I mean, we need five subs. Van Dijk would have had that injury would have happened no matter how many subs. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. I Saka. No, but it, it, it is true though because so many little, like for example, the muscle strain that Trent had. Okay, you can't say yeah, or maybe this injury. He didn't warm up happen. properly. That's what I mean. <laughs> am I not? Am I? I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm correct or not. But didn't all teams vote on this at the beginning of the season? Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. That's so, so that's if you line, ask me, really? five substitutions is a big advantage for the bigger teams. Do you know what I mean? I agree. They got an extra two players, big players, to try and change a game, which the the, lo- the lower clubs and the team don't have. They can't. They can't do it. They, their squads do not stretch but, okay. that far. But it's not about changing the game. It's about protecting uh, you say that, the players. But, and you know, the... it can be used to change the game as well. As much. No, of course. Of course it can. Of so, course it can. But the point is, you have to look at the core, the reason for it. And mm-hmm. the reason is to protect the players. And that's as much as for the Crystal Palaces of this world as it is exactly, for the Manchester because, United. And you know what? The lower clubs, they're saying this. I think they're coming at an angle that they think there'll be most games where they won't be comfortable in, for example. So, for like, if the five sub rule was in on the weekend, Roy Hodgson would have made all five changes when they're winning 3-1 or 4-1 or whatever against Leeds. Then he's happy with it then, whatever, it's all good. I don't think, a lot of the time as well, it's not even about, as I said, changing the game. Having just a fresh pair of legs does something. I, I, it's, I'm not comfortable with it. Imagine if you're Brighton and Hove Albion, you're 1-0 up against... <laughs> Manchester United. They were then, one and up well, against they, us, they, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no imagine about it. They were, what? And United and they were two one up. Well, Paul, we bring on Paul Pogba. Listen, you can't say anything about that. Imagine you were Brighton, you bring on your fifth sir, but then you get a penalty awarded after the full-time whistle. How about that? Um, I think you can't change something mid-season now. I think the team's just got to yeah, stick with it and get on with it, to be honest. It's true, it's true. They voted, uh, and that's yeah, the end exactly. of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stick with that's the end season. of it. Um, about, sorry, and just one more little topic about the weekend's action. I'm going back to the boy, Jack Grealish, because... I bet you are. Oh. Just one point <laughs> about it, because it was brought... It was doing the rounds on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, um, and it was from David Ginlo on Monday Night Football, I think, last year or the year before. Um, and he was talking about how 
the game today, so many players are becoming robotic. Jack Grealish is literally a godsend of that. He is the way he plays, and this is what I like. I think is so important. It's absolute joy to watch him. The way he he when he's on the ball, playmaking ability that he has, and it, it has come down to it. Think about it. even back in the day. I'm not comparing Grealish and Kaká, but I'm saying a player like Kaká, Ronaldinho, the the joy that they bring to the game compared to some midfielders now who are brilliant. Fine. Did he bring you joy Big when he was uh, scoring seven past Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> Jack Greenish, he did. Honestly, you know what? I am there. I'm like, well done. And the strength he showed can against I, I, Hector Bellerin then is what? Oh. Can I just ask one question about Greenish? What do you think about his shin pads? Fantastic. I love it. I <laughs> genuinely, I think it adds to his whole. How, how he? How, what the low? The low socks. His calves are huge. He can't get the socks over his calves. <laughs> He's like so <laughs> Mr. Detective. Yeah, that's a good point, Yus. Um, the only thing I'll add is, I don't think you can blame the players because I think it's the managers who are restraining the players from expressing themselves on the pitch mm. with the increased focus on tactics and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So a lot of focus goes on shape, defensiveness, it, not it, it straying is, from your we, position. There's not, there's not many players with... There's not many players with Greenish's flair. Exactly, yeah, and it's... He's, he's got flair got, coming out of his back. Listen, there's plenty of players with talent out there, and I'm sure if they were allowed to express it mm. on a basis, on a regular basis, they probably would. But, you know, at the end it's of the true. day, you've and got to it, listen to what your manager says, the system that you play, and the way your team plays. I think, I think, I think it's beautiful as well. Look, Kevin De Bruyne, I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's unbelievable. And some of the things that he, he does is absolutely, like, Unbelievable, but but he's no good at that. Not good at But uh, are you saying look, for, like I know exactly the, the, what you mean. We, I, I, I completely look at agree. A bit of highlights from Kevin De Bruyne, and he's made this unbelievable pass, and we're like, oh my god! Back in the yeah. day, it's the same with Bruno back Fernandes. In the day, we used to, yeah, it's Bruno Fernandes. Back in the day, we used to watch highlights Bruno... of midfielders of them twisting up a man, of them doing this unbelievable little trick that the uh, kids on the weekend are trying yeah. in in football and in school what they're going to go and try and this in like precise pass by Kevin De Bruyne so, no where's the joy no what you're, what, what you're trying to say is basically you can have effective footballers like I'd say Bruno Fernandes he's not exactly a joy to watch he's just effective, a very effective yeah. footballer he's going to he's going to win you matches mm-hmm. drag your team but you've got a Grealish and then you have like Zidane those up the players who just are basically artists on the football it's pitch true. That's the it's true it's true so it's not about talent. It's literally like I wouldn't say De Bruyne is an artist. He's just again someone who he's you incredible. know is going to drag you through yeah. the trenches. Yeah, and he's and he's great to watch, but he's not an artist. He's not, and I don't know. I'm, I guess Tiff's right about it's, it's to do with the system. Yeah, and everything like I that, mean Kevin but... De Bruyne in the last season, season and a half, he's been asked to you know learn the defensive side of playing in midfield. No, but I think no matter no matter how good De Bruyne is in attack. He's not an artist. He, and I don't think he can be an artist. But that's nothing to say bad about him. I, I love De Bruyne and I think he's one of the best midfielders in the world. Maybe not this season, but he has been. But he's some players just have this thing about them where they, they just they caress the ball. To be fair, ball. even... They, they, they treat the ball true. like a baby. And, and, and even when he was on top of his game, Eden Hazard was one of those players as well, to be yeah. fair. I yeah, thought he was absolutely. beautiful on the ball as well. And we, we are missing those type of players these days. I, and... That's why it's such a joy to watch Jack Grealish, honestly. 
I think Dan, I think Dan James falls in that category. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Great discussion there, lads. Great, great discussion. On to our favourite part of the week, Manip. <laughs> oh, can I just say something, yeah? Before we move to yeah. the team of the week, I was meant to say this before. Let me finish his team of the Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Last week, you were giggling. But listen, no, listen if yeah. I hear... Aaron Ramsdale is the keeper. Listen, Come on, I'm going to laugh. Thiago Silva is starting again, centre-back. Right? <laughs> it's true. And you know what? Manip as well, to be fair, most of the week. Let him play! I do stick uh, up to Just let him play, play. Yeah. <laughs> No, do what you want. I don't mind. Just, Listen, Manip, no, please, uh, don't, don't mention, like, just don't mention any United players in this team. Listen, stop influencing him, bro. Just let him do his team. Let's see you how much get your bathroom staff in order. No Bruno Fernandes. No, no Fred. All right, let's go, man. Let everyone have the. Yeah, let we won't say anything till the end, okay? Thing is, no, no, you carry on. It's not a problem. I mean, the thing is. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go straight in. <laughs> what, what are you thinking? No, it's not a problem. I mean, everyone has their own interpretation and kind of a. What you call it, the principle of how you... It's all when, when, when asked um, the compliment of uh, Fred, I'm going to delete the message. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible compilation. Uh, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that. Defensive <laughs> midfielders. But, um, so we'll okay, start cool. off um, formation-wise, 4-3-3, probably turn it into 4-5-1, really. Nice. Um, in goals, I had Schmeichel, uh, Casper Schmeichel from Very Leicester. Nice, yeah. yeah, he wasn't really busy. But it was just that one save he, he did versus Neves, uh, which I thought was quality and kept the, the team in it. I, I did have Ariola to be fit as kind of the the debate between the two. Um, you know, he had kind of, was it the first what, 10, 15 minutes? Uh, the, the saves he had to pull off. Straight away. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a couple he could have done better on, I think. Uh, so that's why I tipped it for Michael. Um, then coming into defence, uh, Matty Cash, right back. Um, shout out to him. I think he kept all my in his pocket, didn't he? Um, the whole game. Um, then we're into centre backs. Yeah, my boy Thiago Silva is not. I don't think he's going to move. Uh, commanding, uh, controlled it. He obviously got the goal, um, so he's in there. Um, second centre back. To be fair, again, I was I was debating this. It is whether in terms of my team having a, a solid defensive midfielder or a centre-back. Um, I couldn't pick a defensive mid uh, this week, so I just thought it was a bit easier to have uh, the centre-back was, was Christian Fuchs from uh, from Leicester. Just solid performance. Um, just just one thing. I know we said we know it's a word, but Harry Maguire <laughs> played well No, 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 no. Ass is right. Ass is right. I don't think he did. No, he, he, he genuinely... Oh, my God! Yeah. He had his, oh he was absolutely God. solid in the hard defense. And I'm sure no believe believe Tony agrees. All right. I'm not, it's not put, a, put it on comment. the Red Devil issue later then, isn't it, lad? <laughs> Shut up, because I put it in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you see, I, I, yeah, I personally thought he had a he had a really good game. Um the, the Maguire was outstanding. Anyway, carry, and, and carry on with you know, it. No, we're not honestly on at, at the end of Saturday I actually had him in centre back. I'm, I'm not even like I'm not even questioning I'm not I'm not questioning his decision for Fuchs yeah, I'm just saying Harry Maguire yeah, yeah, yeah it's good like. but, but Fuchs tipped it though um, Fuchs tipped it yeah no, he tipped it, it. Um, and he kept the clean sheet yeah. as well didn't he left um, and then left back Chilwell 
Um, yeah. Not really to his defensive duties, it's obviously his attacking um, quality. Um, then went into uh, midfield. Yeah, Yusuf, I'll put him in. Grealish, I have to do it. Yeah, of course, thank you. Um, thank so you. I don't think there's any way you could keep him out uh, of for this week. Um, and obviously Bruno as well, uh, the other midfielder. Uh, can't take him out. And then Barkley as well. Um, so full on attacking, don't really care. But it doesn't really matter. Greenish at the end. Yeah, whoever you want. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He can play, but he's so good. He can. No, no, to be fair, though, Bruno can, can play. Uh, yeah, nothing between the but. And talk I don't know about Barkley. <laughs> no, what you can do is play, no, play Barkley and Bruno hold it and then Greenish yeah, and yeah, possibly, possibly. But, you know, I think I, I just struggled to kind of choose a DM. It was, for me, it was between no, that's fair. and McGinn, between the two. I guess you don't, ha- you don't have to have, you don't yeah, have to have it doesn't DM really matter. Just, anyway. um, so we're just going all that attack. But Fred, I mean, how have you not come down? <laughs> <laughs> that compilation was shocking. That's why. <laughs> but yeah. Um, then up top, um, I think this probably is, is, is kind of uh, expected anyways, yeah. Um, and then add Watkins, and then easy to have Eze. Sensational stuff, money. Oh, that's a nice team, actually. Not much to argue, Except eh? for the fact that you both Except argued for... for... <laughs> for <laughs> 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 Where's Marcus Rashford? No, the, do you know what, on your point in DMs, the thing with DMs is that you can't really... And, it, and I know, obviously, no one's expecting you to watch all the games. But unless you watch full ninety minutes of every game, you don't. It's hard to see what DMs do because you won't see a match of the day. You won't see the highlights. Even Fred's compilation, it doesn't. It didn't do it justice of how well he actually played because he was everywhere. He doesn't show his pressing that results in an error and that type of thing. Um, so I guess it is tough to choose. It is, yeah. yeah, and you know, naturally, the, the amount of attacking players will always get kind of the benefit. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll no, it was, the only one maybe I would have is I know Everton had a really good form. Maybe I would have put Shea Adams in there because I think with no, yeah. with no Danny Ings, there was a lot of pressure on him mm-hmm. and he performed. Again, Shea Adams, I had him at the um, end, of, uh, end of Saturday. Um, but obviously, Watkins' performance, what can you do? Did any um, Wolves players come in your thinking Wolves. this week? Wolves no, players? They let me down. Ain't Nori. <laughs> Let me down. Yeah, he had the poor game. Ain't Nori. Yeah, yeah, probably. He's a young lad. Good stuff, lad. So, unless anyone else has got anything else that they want to add or discuss, I think you shall. Can we just talk about that? We can if you want. Jeez, you guys got a proper love in with him, haven't you? That's the thing. That's the thing. If we if we want to discuss it as well, yeah, Tift I think is a big fan of the stat. No, I'm not. I don't know where you got that from. Yeah, I'm not a stat pad. If I was stat pad, I would prefer like I don't know, Messi, uh, Ronaldo, and the number of leagues he won in X Y Z countries and clubs. It's not about stat. It's about what you watch on a football pitch. If a player is good, you don't need not you do not need stats to back him up. That's it. That's simple. No, I'm not. Grealish is a neat stat. He's just. I'm not designing. He doesn't. I'm just saying. He can. His quality. Don't be comparing him with the footballing greats just the air. Like, don't. No, I'm not. We're not. not. I'm saying Ronaldinho and Kaka on the same ilk. Because. (laughs) No, No, we're not saying that. Of course he does. I I, I get what you're saying. It's refreshing. I'm pretty sure you appreciate that because, like you said, there's not many players um, around to do that, especially in the Premier League. 
The only, the only other play, Premier League player who was an artist in the pitch is probably Scott McTominay. <laughs> what about Eric Dyer? Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> hey, what's happened to Eric Dyer? If Eric Dyer was an artist, he'd paint with his bum. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Winch! Listen, is no, he on the side of the team now? I mean, we did say Spurs defence. Yeah, but like a couple of weeks back, we did say they had quite a poor defence. But he's been performing quite well. Um, Jose, absolutely. He's only, he, was, he was up against Carl Grant. He's huh? only one step away from giving away a stupid penalty <laughs> again. But oh, well, credit where credit's due, he's done all right the last few weeks. Top stuff, lads. Yeah. Thank you very much, lads. Another fine show. Sensational stuff. Great, great stuff on today's show. Zach, use. Ass and moans. Thank you very much. We hope you can all enjoy join us for our next podcast. Thank you. Thanks Thank for listening. You very much. Thank you. Had. All right, nice lads. Yeah.